You are listening to a podcast of the Geek.io Media Network. For all of our shows and more, visit geek-io.net. And to help support the network, head over to patreon.com slash geek.io. Hello, gentle listener. While Geek.io holds its talent to the highest standards, what follows will likely involve the sort of language usually reserved for sailors on leave. If you're of a delicate disposition, then perhaps you would consider a different podcast. Now for a lesson. Konbanwa, Anime Attacker Show, Yokoso. Good evening. Welcome to the Anime Attacker Show. You may have heard the words before, but I'll teach you what they really mean. Remember, we will be discussing all episodes up to the ones we talk about tonight. Anata go sopora o kimishi nanara soyo. If you don't mind spoilers, welcome. Go beyond! Yes, indeed. Kumbawa, everybody. This is Kumbawa. Episode number four. I'm, of course, your host, CJ Spice Asshole Boat. And joining me in this magical world of anime are Josh and 99 Paths I Died, Negrath. And in all of them, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, she likes to fall into water a lot, Wilcox. I'm sure it would happen if I spent any amount of time near water. And Justin, my worthy foil, Carol. I literally made like some amazing, amazing Cajun food last night, and I can say I'm pretty worthy foil right now. <laughs> oh man, uh, what are we talking about tonight? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, today's episode notes, well, shows our Food Wars season three, the third plate, episode ten, the Salmon Will Dance, season three, episode eleven. I. I don't actually remember how to say this, but Devi- he's the White Knight. Device Ritter Datafal. Okay. And then Juni Tyson, The Zodiac War, Episode 10, the ti- A Tiger May Die, But It Leaves Its Skin. And Episode 11, To Treat a Man to Beef from His Own Cow. <laughs> Recovery of an MMO Junkie, uh, Episode 10, On a Moonlit Evening. And then the OVA, Recovery of an MMO Junkie. Mariko logs into Fruit de Mer, and then Ancient Magus Bride, We Live and Learn. And episode 11, Lovers Ever Run Before the Clock. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Uh, we've been kind of going into the point of doing Juni Tyson first, getting that out of the way. That makes sense. It's almost over, you guys. It is. Hey. And holy crap. Where has this show been for the last 10 episodes? Thank you. I, I Episode 10 and 11 were actually fantastic. Yes, they were. Where? What has happened? Where did this come from? They I were think act- they've been watching our show. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to let you guys know, uh, about... Five weeks ago, I had actually spoiled myself on the ending, so I knew that this was going to happen. I did as well. Um, I was not like I didn't really care about the ending too much. I was more so interested in how they were ha- how they would handle a death that was supposed to have a, a, a emotional resonance in Tiger, and they actually did. <laughs> they actually they did it. No one gave a shit about Tiger, and then all of a sudden, like, her death means something. (laughs) 
she's like the only one that got like a legitimate, you know, warrior's death. I was very impressed. Well, Bull kind of did as well, or Ox, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, Ox got one too. Uh, kind of it was it was an anticlimactic warrior's death as in true as in true form of this show yeah <laughs> but it was something like he got his noble end the yeah. fact that he got to choose it yeah and absolutely. went out staying true to himself and holy crap for this guy who is portrayed as being a complete and utter monster the entire series to come out and be a really good guy I right. can- I kind of had a feeling he was just a samurai. I mean, he's basically, he was the antithesis to monkey. Like people hired him to end wars by murdering everybody. Like everyone. (laughs) He followed the code of Bullshido. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this show was. Which is a double level pun when you stop and think about it. Yes. Yes. You missed mine too. (laughs) Um, uh, Even rabbit kind of died out like a chump. Like, uh, so anybody else like really really impressed by how fucked up that looked? Oh yeah, man, that was like legitimately grotesque. <sighs> that was like real real spooky. I did. But... I loved and hated the uh, the uh, guts ropes that was coming out from Rabbit's corpse. Yeah, like yeah. it was disgusting, but in a way that I'm like this 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 makes sense. <laughs> I really feel like they wanted to write this sequence and the entire episodes like two through nine were just filler to get us there. And I guess it was worth it? I mean, not really. No, no, it was not. It was not worth it. (laughs) The rest of this show was hot garbage. Which is sad because if they'd have had this level of impact and this level of, you know, actually making the viewer give half a fuck it would have been a really good show i am pissed off again that we got uh strip teased over another epic fight scene that ended after like two seconds yeah well yeah um though uh i we're kind of combining the two of them here um carrie nailed it almost all of it on the uh on the zodiac theory that was going on on this yeah makes sense good job carrie uh except for cat uh top hat man not yet being revealed as cat but we have another episode um it was referenced though yes it was um though i want to shout out to rats superpower which is being a mom (laughs) being able to see every single possible instance of something happening and choosing the one that that the least amount of people buy in (laughs) Right. Yeah, I wrote that down. Yeah. Like, that, that note I'm proud of. Rat, rat superpowers being a mom. That's the, good. Uh, I like it. The thing that other people had posted about and that made me laugh a lot is the fact that, oh, yeah, there was this unexpected path where I ended up really hitting it off with the with Rabbit. And I was like, oh, no, what does that look like? Right? I want to see that. That was yeah. That was someone like all right. Yeah, that was uh, that would have been very interesting. That still ends with him dying though. So probably. I mean, rabbit. Uh, not really a uh, person. No. I did kind of want like as as weird as it is. Like I wanted to see rabbit before he was a necromantist. 
Like I wanted to see a backstory, but they of course did not give a backstory. Yeah. Like I'm sure we would have hated it, but you know, at least we would have gotten it. And that's kind of what this show does. It just kind of takes something and glaze right over it. Like, why is this person like he is? Like, was is he born with his talent? Like Dragon and uh Snake were? Is it, you know, something it's trained in, like monkeys was? Like, what is like where did this and- come from and who was he? <laughs> And who killed him the first time? Exactly. Yeah, there's a there's a puppet master behind all of this, and I don't think it's everybody. Clap your hands, dude. Probably the everybody head of the family. Clap your hands. That was great, and Rad just kind of like, no, I'm I'm okay. <laughs> Let me glee. Also, can all of us as working adults just stop and appreciate <laughs> the brief thought of Rat? Right now, I kind of just wish you'd let me sleep. Yes, <laughs> that 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 boy is me. Yes, rat like, rat is every adult. One one wish. I kind of just wish you'd let me sleep. Also, the revelation was kind of interesting that Monkey could have been in the gambling room if she wanted to. Yeah. Oh yeah. But nope, she wanted to take it out from the inside, and failed. Well, <sighs> like the one twitch that like monkey was close to like all the show like had so many strings that could have been pulled to make this infinitely better. Like the one scene where monkey almost disobeys rabbit, like something could have paid off on that. No, you literally get monkey disobeying him for a half a second. And then like, it keeps going and like, just, mm. um, I'm glad they didn't do the romance thing between uh, Ox and Tiger, by the way. I was afraid right. like he was going to kiss her, and then thankfully, Tiger's like, if I was any less of a woman, I would try and kiss him. Like, okay, thank you. I'm glad we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. You're a warrior. Thank you for fucking being a warrior. Even in your, even in your ridiculous fucking outfits. Yes. Also, I am still jealous of his hair. <laughs> oh, of uh, Ox's hair? Yes. Perfect. It's magnificent. Um, I thought Ox was being an idiot, like during the flashback scene with them in there. First, I want to do the good thing, and then I do the good thing. I'm like, oh god, seriously. That's so good. And but then I'm I, like, oh, that's a warrior code that he's leaving by. Okay, I can deal with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and that and it it further goes on that he was explaining it as he would try to explain the concept to a child. Yeah, because he thought this this girl in the middle of a battlefield was just that, just a girl in the middle of a battlefield, not someone that if she, if he wouldn't have interfered could have done exactly what he did. <laughs> I was about to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it never explained like why she had to dress like that at all, like like chicken kind of got a hey i'm not i don't i didn't want to dress like this this is tribal outfit um like the most of the ridiculous outfits except for tigers and rabbits were explained <laughs> well with rabbit it looks like he tore his apart because well, if if you remember when the when they were doing the the snake dragon double pack episode of failure uh, when Rabbit first appears chronologically in the series, he's wearing a suit. Mm. Right. True. Yeah, because they and, thought he was a part of the wait staff. Yes. But then the rest of the series, it's what looks like the remains of the slacks and pumps. Yeah. Oh, and his bow tie. 
That is bow tie because bow tie. Um, and I really just think it was like, yeah, I'm done wearing clothes. What time? The old Chris Farley. F pants. <laughs> um, like rat, like rat superpower, like how they showed that on the screen was real cool too. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a very well done effect. Yeah, like yeah. these two episodes were really good. <laughs> They could have done a lot with that if they'd have revealed it earlier on in the series as well, like showing the different paths, but you don't know which one is real until something happens. Yeah, and then it snaps back to reality, like an unreliable narrator kind of that, thing. Like, I wish that would have happened, but that's not how Nisio Eason does stuff. And that most certainly isn't how they would do the anime because that would mean it would be like a two core series instead of just 12 episodes of suffering. Yeah. Yeah. If they'd have expended it yeah. out a few more episodes, they would have had time yeah. to actually make a good story. Yeah, exactly. I think if, if this even would have been like a 20 episode season, I know those don't really exist in Japan, but you know, it, it, I think they could have made it a little bit uh longer if they would uh, this is one of the few times that i think it would have been a better show because of it being longer because yeah. it wouldn't also you wouldn't have to shove all of the crap into ep compartmentalized episodes you could have had the crap spread out a bit so that way it didn't just smack you in the face all at once yeah the other sure. thing that i really thought was interesting was with rat they actually showed some level of there being a drawback to his ability. Yes. Yeah, the fact that he remembers every single one of them and remembers dying each time. Well, that and, like, it, it, seemed, it seemed pretty obvious that he had to literally think his way through every one of those paths, and that's why he's always tired. Mm -hmm. He is mentally exhausted because his brain is constantly yeah, running through not, 100 like scenarios. I have dealt with your shit 98 times already. <laughs> Do not try me again. I, I, and also, like, I still would have liked just to see him, like, draw one of those cool weapons that he had all over him. Like, there was so much cool in this show that could have been. Ugh. It irritated. It actually irritated me that these two episodes were good. Yeah, like, it makes it worse. It, does. it makes the rest of the series worse. It really does. Like, it's just a smack in the face. At so, least the animation quality stayed shit. Hey, yeah. I, it was okay the last two episodes. Yeah, it was It was all right. Well, I they mean... Like, the rest of their budget. Thankfully, like, because episode 11, there wasn't a lot going on outside of the explosion that they could have... They actually had the opportunity to animate the rest of the show to make it look real rad. But again, it's just it's a smack in the face. Like it's just I wanna I wanna bet you that um once the Blu-rays come out for the series, I know they're probably gonna get like garbage sales. But uh I bet they'll change I bet they'll fix a lot of the uh lot of the stuff in post. Oh yeah. Yeah, it, it absolutely. Um dress it up, make it look pretty. Yep. They yeah. did that for Crystal, right? Put it in that for every single series has ever been on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what they do for Blu-ray. They, they they go back and they just kind of retouch everything because it's also not on a week by week um uh like fervor at that point. Like they have the opportunity to take their time and redraw characters if they need to. Like 
watch Bakemonogatari in original format and then watch it in Blu-ray and then be utterly and completely and totally astonished. Sailor Moon Crystal is like that as well. The same. Yeah, it's like I was watching it week to week and I'm like, oh man, this is this is not great. And then another friend of mine um, introduced Kiara, my daughter, to it on Blu-ray. I'm like, this isn't the same show I was watching. <laughs> Does Crunchyroll ever update with the Blu-ray quality episodes? They no. are not allowed. No, they are not. Uh, Funimation does every so often, um, like because the dub ones can have a touch up to them. Like, um, because apparently I hate myself, I continue to watch the um, Black Clover dub, um, and the animation on there is getting better, surprisingly. Um, and I don't know if it's the animators of the Japanese getting done or the little bit of time because it's not like on week. Um, I, I'm wondering if there's a little bit of time for an art studio here in the States to take it and make it better. Um, I wouldn't actually know. I don't know what that uh, yeah, uh, the sequence is there. It would be fascinating to watch that, what, what that business line looks like. But, all right, so are we done with Juni Tyson? <laughs> Almost. One more. We got one more episode, and I have a feeling that it's going to somehow be real good, and it's going to make me real mad. <laughs> uh, and after this, after the last episode, there's probably going to be an OVA that adapts the short um, sequel novel to Juni Tyson. Oh boy, we're not watching that one. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, 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 I'm. I, I will not. I will not make anybody else suffer through that one. Um, if we had to watch that, I was going to get everybody caught up on the Magical Boys. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, we're yeah. I'm not. No, uh, we'll get through episode twelve, and then yeah, because like I said, I have a bad feeling that episode is going to be real good, and it's going to make me real mad. <laughs> Either that, or it'll just suck even worse. Yeah, like I kind of want Rats' uh, wish just to be like, yeah, you're all. Just I want you all to die <laughs> so I can sleep. <laughs> here's here's the thing is they haven't given any sort of stipulation on this whole wish mechanic. Yeah, I don't know if it's like uh any wish that money can buy or if it's like Dragon Ball level. Yeah, Dragon Ball slash freaking um uh fate stay night level. Like yeah. Because, like, obviously we're dealing with some slight supernatural aspects here because these people have abilities. Yeah. So this isn't, you know, common everyday Earth One. Yeah, this is not this is not our Japan. <laughs> but, like, that's the thing is that they've given us no indication of what this wish mechanic breaks down to because, like, Sheep wanted Juni Tyson. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was his wish? Yeah. And I think I didn't they say that it was? Yeah, it was to have a it was to have a normal life. Because up until the Juni Tyson, he was just he was a murder dealer essentially. Like he was an arms dealer. So and I think he and he said he got tired of it and just that was his wish was a normal life. Okay. And then of course that wound up sucking him back into the Juni Tyson because he didn't want his grandson to be subjected to it. Because which makes some kind of monster if... called bullshit. 
Monk, monkey's palm or top hat cat asshole is a dick genie. Yep. Oh, wait, no, I am wrong. Hmm? The last episode is the, um, the is last the- episode is the episode that adapts the sequel manga one shot that happens after the light novel. Is it still just episode length? Yeah, just episode length. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so I, you're going to have to suffer through like an hour-long OVA or something. I'm like, you know what? Hey, we're going to go out on a, a, a high note. And uh, Jenny Tyson ended after, after episode 11. Nothing else happened. Nothing. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> All right, yeah. If, it, if it's still just the, you know, episode length, then, I, then we can deal with that. Because I was deathly afraid you were going to tell me it was an hour long. <laughs> So this coming episode is what adapts the sequel. Yeah, the actual ending. Okay. Fun. All right. Um, Food Wars. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah. I always like seeing the fish episodes because I am a person who is 99% pescatarian and I really enjoy watching them make real good fish. Yeah. So episode 10 was all up in my uh, happy space. Uh, Not to thing... mention we did get to see Rio again. Yes. The thing Flame Boy made uh, is more up my alley now that I I, I am starting keto, sadly. <laughs> um, I am in the process of trying to uh, work my way through a um, salmon kobiliak, uh recipe. Nice made with the uh spinach crepe and um because there's there's a there is a site that i'm following that i don't remember off the top of my head and um but they have uh the recipes for these kind of things and i'm like you know what i could try and make what uh flame boy did but man i kind of really just want to make that freaking kubliak that looks so good (laughs) uh last night not last night Yes, last night. Um, <clears throat> I made uh, mm. shrimp etouffee, which is uh, a Cajun uh, shrimp dish served over rice within a brown sauce with a bunch of vegetables and stuff like that as the last hurrah to having a big, nice, he- carb-heavy meal before I go move into keto. And I just thought about making all these different dishes from Shugigeki no Soma again, and then realizing, oh no. All of the carbs. All of the carbs. <laughs> All of them. Delicious, just, delicious carbs. You're just going to have to make your cheat days really fucking worth it. Right? Uh, I won't have a cheat day for 21 days straight. Well, you'll have lots of time to plan. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even like, even the one that I, the Kubliak that I'm making is, I'm doing the uh, cauliflower rice instead of regular uh, rice because. Oh. I can eat rice, but I had weight loss surgery a couple of years right. ago. And if I don't cook rice just correctly and I don't have a rice cooker, so it's up to me to cook it correctly. Um, that doesn't work out very well. Very Bad often. things happen. <laughs> Let but, us know if you want recommendations on one. But I can, I can uh, cook. You do not have a rice time. No, I do not have a rice time at all. But I can, I can uh, rice some cauliflower like a freaking master and it tastes real good. So. And I think with this, because cauliflower and salmon go really well together, um, I think it'll work out maybe even better than straight up regular rice. 
Tune in next time on Cooking with CJ. <laughs> oh, there will be a there will be a live from the Geek Kitchen for that one. Do not worry. I, I made a what's it called today? Um, Food. I made uh, cauliflower mash potatoes yep. instead yep. of regular mashed potatoes. The way to do it, dude. Yeah, I, that... I could not believe it. They were so good. Right? They like in my mind. I, I was I was a big time skeptic when there when um, vegetarian friend of mine's like. No, just make them in the just make them into mashed potatoes. Like, there's no way you can make cauliflower, which is essentially white broccoli, into mashed potatoes. Oh man! Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> and then he's it, like, "You guys haven't had it yet, Carrie, Josh. I just, you guys got to come over for dinner." Another thing is like he made um, cauliflower pizza crust out of it, and then we've done that too. It was delicious. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, I I love talking about this show, but at the same time, I hate talking about I'm it. Very angry. Yes. There there is a two sided sword to this show. So uh, we got to see we got to see Sukasa show up again. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I, I understand. <sighs> I understand why they're ending the season on episode twelve now. Yeah. Because seeing what happens in this next episode that's like the perfect stopping place also uh i do want to point out they kind of held off on doing the lolly ecky parts until this episode and uh, i kind of want them to go back to not doing lolly ecky anymore i mean yeah, she's technically the- older than most of them so i know but still it is the point that it is still lollycon and it's real weird you know what bothered me as much as that was the locker room changing scene mm-hmm. yep yeah yeah, there, there's what show, what this show does, which is random food explosion, clothes, anti-beams. But then there's this level, like these uh, these couple of episodes, which just kind of pushed it that little bit too far. Well, because uh, it's not food related. Exactly. And also a lolly. <laughs> no, she's talking about the... Yeah, the next episode, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I but I'm pointing out on both of them, like the the very long and drawn out uh, locker room scene, and then also Lolly ex- clothes explosion, which yeah. I mean, like I have a young daughter, and like she doesn't have much of a different body than this girl who didn't have any clothes on on my screen had, and I'm like, you know, there's a line. Turns out there's a line. You're crossing it. <laughs> Shame on you. Bad food wars. You get a slap on the wrist. That's all because you're an amazing show other than that. But watch it. I have my eyes on you. Literally because I yeah, enjoy that, that, That's actually been going on for the past couple of episodes this season is there's been a lot more of the, like, I, I guess the, the old habits of the former hentai artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of this character is randomly changing clothes for no reason yeah this this character got caught out in the rain in her white blouse oh no and like the the characters who don't really have names that you remember like the poor judges the animation was real bad on these guys these last two episodes like the judges in episode 10 and like the students in episode 11 like they got real bad not just like kind of bad but like 
Junie Tyson bad. <laughs> like the, uh, the 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 older small judge's face just kept changing. It did. Yeah, it was like a different artist every time they switched to him, and each artist got like closer and closer to just being out of uh, art school. Yeah, like like the actual shape of his skull. And Change. sometimes somehow that that using the term skull is being used loosely because human heads don't work like that. It was just it was weird. And like some of the students had similar issues, like in episode 11. I did really love the scenes uh, with Soma and Sukasa, though. I was looking forward to seeing that animated. Very much so. Yeah, that was amazing. Like flashing back to his uh, his time at the French restaurant and like keeping up with crazy head chefs and just being able to like keep up with everything and without any issue whatsoever. That was fantastic. Um, and then Sukasa had to go and push the no button. Yep. <laughs> Uh, though I'm fairly sure not knowing what happens, uh, Sohan don't have a chance in this one. Oh, yeah, well, you'll see. <laughs> uh, I don't think he is quite at the point where he has not studied in the hyperbolic time chamber for three years yet. So, no, not yet. Th- th- this, this is the exact stance, stance I've had on the I've had on it since we watched the episode is something is going to happen. Yeah, their battle because, will not end. Like because from a narrative standpoint, from a writing writing standpoint, one Soma cannot lose because he's well, not going to join Central. Yeah, that completely undermines his character. And this show doesn't really do that. Like they don't take characters and just be like, nope. You know what? This character is now this. Two, he can't win because he's not at the power level, so to speak, that he needs to defeat Sukasa. Exactly. So something is going to happen that is either going to just flat out cancel the Shokugeki or render it illegitimate. Yeah, and that's like from what they're note from what I'm noticing, they're not even calling it like a full blown Shokugeki. Like they're just doing it, like in the in the in the classroom. So yeah. like they like there's no judges or anything like that going on. Yeah, it's a uh, it's thing. Though, yeah, uh, shut up, you people who read the manga, right? <laughs> um, I've just, I've just, I've already just stopped talking. The uh, <laughs> though, I want to give this show something. Unlike other shonen, where, uh, where freaking rivals become friends because no reason, this show gives you a reason why these people who hated Sohan are now his friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. and thank you for that my thoughts exactly and and it was that's just i mean like there's still like no good reason for and as much as i love him there's no good reason for vegeta to be goku's friend or piccolo to be goku's friend or tn to be or anybody to be goku's friend um (laughs) that personality we'll go with that uh but like everybody who is now part of you know team sohan has a reason to be part of team sohan and by the way, my notes all just now call him Sohan. <laughs> Occasionally, eventually, we might hear from Goku again. Yeah, this Maybe is he, he's off not being a parent. So. That's the reason why I was calling him Soku, like because he is definitely more in along the lines of in this show Goku. But yeah, I kind of get you know, dad being all encompassing, amazing person. It, it's like it's 
the boot arc and i kind of like the boot arc <laughs> where gohan just had to be the superhero because nobody else was p and he's technically the strongest person on the planet at the time so <laughs> uh um i got nothing else on food wars it's I, I i i understand why they're cutting it off where they are but i really wish they weren't yeah I agree completely I, yeah, I do as well. So, because um, the exact moment that this that this season ends is is something. It's like the cliffhanger that I'll be like, "Oh man, I'm totally okay with waiting a week for that." Not, <laughs> I'm totally okay Not waiting here. another five months for that to come out. Uh, next season's April oh, next year. Okay. It's, uh, oh, good. It's coming back at the same time as My Hero Academia. Yay! Yes. Oh my hey, God! Guess what? Our next season of my, uh, of uh, anime otaku show is going to be. Q Shonen Bullshit uh, dot mp3 that um, Dale it's has Shonen Bullshit <laughs> is that on the Dropbox? I'm sure it is. Hold on, give me a sec. <laughs> I will add well, it. I, it's not going to be our next season of Anime Otaku because we've got Card Captor Sakura Clear Arc and Darling in the Franks coming up. And fuck you oh, guys, yes. Seven Deadly Sins. <laughs> I, I can't be excited about that yet because I haven't seen any of it. Yes, I know. I still need to catch up. Yes. <laughs> I like, I am such a fan of seven deadly sins. And I say this in the slack because, you know, but you know, nobody else has access to the slack. Um, I am such a fan of seven deadly sins. I am just, just me having the talent to draw it because I like having my own drawn tattoos of getting the dragon sin tattoo. That's but pretty good. I have, I have watched everything available for it now. It will be five times as I'm rewatching it for the next season. Jeez, I, it is that. Even seven. Uh, yeah, I might. Ah. I might. Um, this and Attack on Titan are the only two manga I'm currently reading, and I have I have actually I went back. And, academia. I am purposely not rereading. I know, I know, I know, but it's for the same reason why I'm not reading Food Wars. <laughs> Um, See, I was in that camp, and I, then I read them, and I decided, "Fuck it, this is worth it." <laughs> uh, Jesus, I was doing a thing. I was searching for the thing. Uh, I can't find it somewhere. I don't know where Dale put it. <laughs> Dale, we need the quote. Twenty something seconds, he'll get it to me probably. <laughs> but yeah. Really looking forward to it. So, um, so Justin, you haven't seen the last episode of MMO Junkie, or you just haven't seen the OVA? No, I haven't seen a lot of it. That's okay, the so only show that I'm not caught up on. I am caught up on Angel Magus Bread. Why are you a horrible, wretched individual? Because I am always a horrible, wretched human being. And you are so fired. Roll, kick this man. Which so, is a complete lie. Roll, so kick this man. Join us on the show. So here's the reason, here's the thing that happened. I, I got a new phone, um, the Google Pixel 2 XL, and uh, I got a uh, adapter because this thing doesn't have a headphone jack. Um, I, for the life of me, can't find my adapter. So when it's downtime at work, I want to watch anime at my desk with my headphones, but I can't. So... Um, why do manufacturers keep doing that? I, I thought that was just an Apple idiocy. 
No, it, it it actually makes the form factor on this thing really nice and made the battery bigger and it, it works really well. But what I what I need to do is I just need to get a Bluetooth headset to do it. Better I way. love how he spells it. Oh, Dale, you beautiful Australian. Dale, you beautiful Australian, you. Wow. Wait, I, I'm missing something. Twitch chat. Look at how oh. he spelled Shonen. Oh, how do you spell it? I, I can't open Twitch chat. S-H-O-W-N space I-N. Dale, <laughs> quickly message me with that on actual Slack so I can add it to the soundboard easier. <sighs> so, so then should I would we love talk, to talk about, about ancient magus spread for a couple of moments before i have to head out yeah you um, would. yeah i caught up on this um really quickly be, like between yesterday and today and uh oh my <laughs> god let me guess you couldn't stop it's so good i can't believe it it's just one of the best series i've seen in a long while yes welcome it, to the club it's just it's a magnificent and like it's not even just the, it's not even just good on an anime level it is good on a like Art level. level like it is just it is breathtaking and fulfilling and everything that you can possibly want it is just oh my god <sighs> i am happy with the art i am happy with the characters i am happy with the music i am happy with the animation i am happy with the oh shit moments i am happy with the cry moments i am happy with everything in this whole entire goddamn series and i am going to buy the manga possibly in japanese unless they don't bring it out in america it's already out in america okay good um yeah just so we get some interesting revelations about Elias. Because right. he's known in bullshit. <laughs> the one part of the episode where that quote doesn't make sense. I don't care. Um, is anybody else really, really freaking charmed by proto Elias, as Josh calls him? Baby uh, Elias. Oh my god, baby Elias. I had to take a picture of him. Baby, baby Elias is so good. Babelius. Babelius, yes. So good. I'd like to see where he gets some of his other namesakes. Yeah, because Lindell kind of dropped it in episode 11 where he's like, you know, our other names are things that we, you know, portray, things that we are. So his being uh, a person who can give us three and a half minutes worth of amazing sound and art design in the middle of an anime where I where it doesn't belong. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, chills. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Like, it was, it stood every hair up on its end. Like, it was just, oh, my God. Um, so that makes me think the plural Mergalis or whatever, like, uh, there's a reason why they call him that. Gila Murialis, aka Wall Spear. Yeah, like oh. where where does that come from? My guess is the thorns advancing out like a wall of spears, but it could be something else as well. Um, yeah, possibly. Um, let's also that uh, Rahab. Rahab is real good. Time uh, traveling badass with a monocle. Right. 
Um, I love the I love the uh freaking what's her face? Uh the the seal girl. Selkie. Um, Selkie. Your nickname, Josh, was also with both a human and seal form. <laughs> Also, uh, I because I type a lot of things on my iPad, and I'm a horrible individual apparently. My iPad re- tried recorrecting uh, human to hymen about four times. Mm. <laughs> that would have made for some interesting show notes. Bullshit! That's not what I meant to play. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to add it to the soundboard, not play it. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I want Lyndall to be Santa. Is Lyndall Santa? Can we? Can I, Lyndall be Santa? I, you know, I I think they might lead up to that, if not as part of like a holiday special episode. I just He's gotta I, be. I want to see that so bad. Like him just eating so much food that he gets so fat and like. <laughs> not, not even. It's just an illusion or something. It's the it's yeah. It's his disguise. I mean, perception filter. <laughs> Lapland is in or near Scandinavia, and Lapland is where Santa lives. The land of dragons is in Scandinavia. And where this man who brings reindeer and like has nothing but reindeer until he gets dragons is. Reindeer who make their own ice path underneath them, no less. Magic fucking reindeer. <laughs> Guided by a red string instead of a red nose. Yep. Yeah, I just I desperately want to see an episode where just freaking where Lyndall is Santa. <laughs> Please make that happen. Uh, you know what else he is? He is the world's best foster dad. Yeah, he is. Weird ass collection of people. Yeah, right. Yeah, he somehow is, I have two kids. Yeah, I don't have any, but somehow I have two kids. And I was I was expecting them to grab something about the dragons. Uh, Mama Silky is second best mom next to Piccolo, by the way. Uh, Silky taking care of freaking um, Elias. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, her taking care of Elias when Chise is gone is just. Oh. Um, I love, and I love the fact that she's Robin to everybody. Yeah. Like, um, I love Beast Form Bone Daddy's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, and kind of leading credence to my issue of them, you know, switching uh, Sorcerer and Alchemist around. Uh, Crunchyroll, quit mistranslating things. I don't know much Japanese, but even I know Nani does not mean yes. <laughs> yeah. What? There was a part where... Um... I, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> you said Nani means yes, and I said, what? Nani? No. Because like there was one part where uh, Elias looks at something and goes Nani, and the and the translation is yes. I'm like no, no, <laughs> bad. Crunchy. I'm using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. So I'm wondering if the translators for this show just kind of bounce words back and forth and just kind of like uh, Americans will understand this. <laughs> yeah, transliteration is annoying sometimes. Yeah. I understand why they do it. I don't always agree with the decisions that is that are made. Um, but also, Ruth continues to be the best boy. Best, yeah. best boy, best bro. Yes. Bestest brother. Best dog, best brother. Yeah, just, oh my god. Best everything. He's yeah. A good boy. He's such a good boy. Um, the freaking, um, 
weird talking bird thing kind of creeped me out. And Which Elias then killed and a Selkie planted in the garden. It, it, That's in the what she was planting. The I thing- originally thought it was the flower and that the flower had wilted from Elias touching it, but no. Thankfully, Taco Lady was there watching it with us and pointed out that it was the bird, which makes it just hilarious. But he mentioned the alchemist's name. Sorry, sor- I've been watching the double lot. Um, the sorcerer's name, so... Well, that's who was talking to him through the bird. Yeah, see, this is the reason why I like... Renfred. The dub, because I know the voice actors and I know like the inclinations and Japanese being such a foreign language to me, some of the voice actors tend to blend together for me. So I couldn't tell. <laughs> well, I, I think it was in like nine where <laughs> I think it was in episode nine where the where the bird was actually like highlighted and he said Renfred's name. Yeah, I, th- I think there were technically two people talking to him through the there bird. Was, there were. And yeah, at one point, Renfred Renf- takes over. Yeah, I'm guessing it's Renfred and Renfred's teacher because he well, yells out master and. Well, it's some other guy. And then at a college, you hear, you hear the other guy yelling, huh, senpai? And then Renfred takes over. So, but yeah, so some of the other things that really struck out with these episodes that I really just loved was in, what was it, episode 10? Yes, 10, when uh, they're, they're giving you all that delicious backstory on uh, Elias and you see uh, Lindell do that, you know, get us the fuck out of here magic. And then he suffers for it. And this is what happens when I use my magic forcefully. Yeah. And then the very next episode, you see the true form of his magic, which is song. Yeah. It's not just them saying a verse and teleporting. That was real nice. Um. Yeah, it kind of felt like I didn't notice though because I didn't catch the word forcefully in there. It just said, "This is what happens when I push my magic." And I'm like, "Wait, is he some kind of sleigh beggy that somehow got like fixed?" We don't know yet. Is the thing we don't know a ton about him, but yeah. this episode ter- served to teach us a little about him as well as Elias. Yeah, uh, which was real nice. Anybody else watch Bleach? Like longer form bleach, not just the first couple of arcs. No, I I, I got lost on the Aizen on the moon arc. Okay, well you still saw this. Um, from the moon, pri- Primal Bone Daddy looks a lot like a Manos Grande. Yeah, he does. Bleach. Yeah, and that that caught me. I'm like, wow, that's that is almost identical to a Manos Grande. <laughs> Big hand. Yes. Everybody clap your hands. Everybody clap your big hand. <laughs> also hey. interesting that like Elias thinks he used to eat people. He's not sure. Yeah. Did I used well, to he eat? He doesn't know. Uh, he doesn't remember anything, is the thing. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I I'm hoping that there's like um, there has to be a full adaptation of the series. They aren't gonna stop here. It's gotta be making ridiculous amounts of money right now yeah because like critically like everybody loves this show like it's not just us gushing over it. yes we gush a lot over it but it's not it's just gushing us. over literally every anime review site show uh youtuber everybody loves this show and for good reason so yeah they're like it, it would 
not surprised. Like they said, they say they're doing 24 uh, in this season. Like if this was an American show, it would not surprise me if they didn't immediately roll into season two. All right. I don't know how feasible that is and using, you know, I don't know what else the studio is working on or anything like that. Um, but if this was, if this was an American show, we would almost immediately be getting a season two. Yeah. But that, 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 that's the other nice thing is much like with Shokugeki and My Hero Academia, as long as we know it's coming, it's going to be worth the wait. Uh, have they announced season two yet? Of I don't think they have, but. Of, yeah, by AMB. Um, yeah, I haven't seen anything about them announcing a season two of this. But, but yeah, we're also yeah. just now in this coming week getting to the halfway point. So, yeah. It, it, yeah, when they do um, the big announcements for summer season here in a couple of weeks, um, I'm sure we'll get something saying, hey, AMB has been renewed. Check back next winter. <laughs> if it doesn't, there's going to be a riot. Oh, yes. A very magical riot. Not uh, sure if they'll be able to beat that opening theme, though. It's so good. It is, yeah. It's, it's Actually, really... you know what? Uh, I, I've got to say, the only the only actual opening song that beats that song out for me is the Juni Tyson one. Yeah, the Juni Tyson, like, that is literally, it's like... It's got a really great theme, and it's my, wasted. My first note on episode 10 of Judy Tyson, I didn't read it because it wasn't really a point, man. I cannot state, and this is my exact note, I cannot state how much I want this show to be as good as the opening theme. It makes right. me so sad. The animation, the tone, the pacing of the opening theme are on point, and the rest of the show is 100% opposite that. <laughs> they blew right. all their creativity budget on the opening. Right? But yeah, well, you're you're exactly oh, right. Like Judy Tyson, like the the opening of that the opening of this is real good. I even like the uh, Shokugeki opening. Um, I like the Shokugeki opening more than I like the Juni Tyson one, to be honest. Really? Like I rank it Ancient Magus, Shokugeki, and then uh, what you call it, Juni Tyson. And then MMO Junkies. Well, it it's fun. It's not great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, it's poppy. Yeah, which... it is. Is appropriate for the for the overall tone of the show, I think. Yeah, but not really um, in our four people's wheelhouses of music. So yeah, I, I will say hey. the only 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 minor nitpick I have about Ancient Magus Bride's opening is it needs three times the intensity of normal flamenco. <laughs> hey, so my laptop is at one percent battery, and I gotta head to bed anyway. So it was right. a good podcast podcast with y'all. Good night. All right. Good night. Love All you. Right. So, Love you, man. we're going to talk about the last time we get to see Office Lady piecing the fuck out with the finale of MMO Junkie. Raul, if you want to hop in and talk with us on this one, you can since Justin's gone. Um, Raul's producing, by the way. He's making sure that I don't screw everything up, which I. Hi, Raul. Hello. Um, so, on a moodlet evening Hello. in the. There he is. Yep. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, episode 10, a.k.a. Uh, rich Japanese, Japanese kids. Rich Japanese people problems. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. I love this, and it's adorable, but all of this boils down to the fact that uh, these are very well-to-do Japanese people, so it kind of disconnects this a little bit. 
Um, well, I mean, freaking um, even Morimoka, Morimoka, <laughs> Morimori Chen, Mocha, uh, um, uh, Morimori is she has to be well to do because, as we discovered, I mean, not only is just a neat like the the roses are indeed from a good pie party. The flowers were for, indeed from a good pie party from her job. So like she left on good standing. She was not released or anything like that. And obviously she has the money to be able to afford an entire makeover uh, and a whole bunch of gotcha uh, purchases. And, you know, not to mention she's been living for how many months on just her savings, being able to pay her rent, her electricity, her other utilities, her internet, her MMO subscription. And I'm sure Sakurai did not buy that computer in the, in the OVA. Like she probably mm. bought the parts, just he put it together. So like it, it's, it sounded to me a lot like he at least helped pick out the parts. Oh yeah. But it also would not surprise me if he had bought it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, the only thing that makes me think he didn't is the fact that she would be broken beyond all function if he did. So my guess it's is. True. At most, he may have slipped the shopkeeper the extra when picking out her parts and not let her see it. Yeah, that's that's I'm the same. I'm right there with you, Carrie. But if if she had purchased if she had budgeted enough for herself to buy a new computer, I mean, DIY is cheaper. Yes, it is. But it's still expensive. Like, it's still not a price that a normal neat could do. Like, it almost I, makes me wonder if she didn't accept like a severance package. Possibly. Yeah. They don't, they don't ever go into like what she did or anything like that outside of she dealt with Koi Wai at a previous job. Um, yeah. Which, she may he, have had an, in- she, she might have had a, a Koi Wai, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, has it pay. <laughs> There are no hazards associated with Koi. It's all benefits. This is it. The hazard pay is the benefit of being around him. Right? Oh my god, he's like such a like the number one wingman. And like every time um Sakurai's <laughs> thinking of him, yes. He knows. He knows it's him. Ah, oh yeah, Sakurai another, must be another one me. another uh almost title for Josh would have been Man, he really loves me, doesn't he? <laughs> that's so adorable. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the trope in anime is when, or I think that's a Japanese folk belief in general, it when is. you sneeze, that somebody's talking to you. Yeah, it's usually weird negatively, though. It's usually like, at least that's how they hand wave it in anime. It's usually somebody talking crap about somebody else and then them sneezing. That's how I've seen it portrayed in other uh, other shows so far, but... Of course, MMO Junkie being the shining beacon of perfection that it is. Oh, right. Um, I okay. I watch these shows on my phone mostly. Uh, on my lunch break at work, I almost fell backwards laughing at her talking to the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> please, please, please dry my clothes so Zachary doesn't see my underwear. Why is she so cute? I know. She's and like adorable. she she keeps reading up the the fact that she's 30 something but they talk, they put her in like the mentality that you would see like the average anime high school girl acts like this. 
and that's not a bad thing like it's just it's it's brilliant and i'm so sad (laughs) i mean she's right i mean she is our peer we're all a bunch of you know adult career people who sometimes act like nerdy teenagers (laughs) i mean i can't state that you know when something randomly talks to me i talk back to it it's because i do and because i'm typically around my kids and i want to act like a jackass because that's what i do we don't even have kids for our excuse start talking back the first half of episode 10 when they're just like in the apartment yes oh my god the oh i'm I'm, I'm gonna make uh make us something to eat Oh my god, I was actually really hungry. The Jap- Demolished the whole fucking plate. <laughs> Hashtag me around pasta. Freaking anime food, though. Jesus Christ. Like, even outside of Shokugeki. Like, freaking anime food. Stop it. Quit, quit giving us unreasonable um, anim- uh, food um, body types. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? Uh, Morco can lie to herself, but her stomach does not lie. No. It's just who I am. <laughs> Always hungry. Moriko is the Saiyan of the show. Not oh. gonna lie, Moriko's stomach is my stomach. <laughs> I'll I'll wake Josh up on the weekends and he'll hear my stomach growling. It's like, oh guess it's time to wake up. Time to feed the cat. <laughs> um all right, so there was it, so much blushing, it it give you sunburn. Right, and it didn't get any better on episode eleven. Like, wait, wait, wait. Oh my God. wait, wait. Before we get into eleven, we gotta talk about the final scene in, in uh, episode. Oh 10. my gosh! <gasps> yes, where they see the reflection. The, the proper finale of the series was fantastic. Yes, it the was. The fact that it that you get that beautiful inner monologue from both of them. The fact that you can see their characters reflected in the window that they're walking past. And then the characters leave them with that happy look of our work here is done. Yes, exactly. Oh and my God. And they then cue the, the good music like after that too. Like it's just, it is. It, it, it was great that they, that she slipped because, because that set up the whole, holding her hand and like i'm not gonna let go yeah exactly even, even if you slip I'll, I'll be there for you and like the whole thing where they're like all straight at like they're both at, freaking out they don't know what to do and it's beautiful because it's human yes exactly and that like th- i think that's part of the reason i loved the way they ended these the series proper like that because it's not the, you know, cut three years to their wedding ceremony. Everything is perfect and hunky-dory. It's two people who came together by basically chance slash fate, depending on what you believe in. One of whom has some serious, you know, emotional issues going on where she can't see her own self-worth. And the other just being flat out socially awkward because... He's the adopted kid of now dead, rich, old people. And the fact that it's just them deciding to move forward. Mm -hmm. It's not the perfect, beautiful, happy ever after. It's the start of something good that they are working towards. And that's how relationships are. Absolutely. You know, we have, I, I have my problems he has his problems. 
you know, we are both individually in our own heads without even needing to communicate it to one another, going to make that attempt to try together. Uh, and that's where the series ends proper. And it's to, <clears throat> to, uh, to, to quote the amazing uh, American musical Rent, I need somebody whose baggage matches mine. And it's just, oh, man. And and I, I I was fine right there, episode ten, yeah, amazing ending, and then they show that they put in the AO the AOV OVA the OVA take <laughs> the take OVA. a drink take a drink drink <laughs> gotcha um that's on the on the Blu-ray on the special edition Blu-ray they'll put it oh on Crunchyroll it's so good. <laughs> So the fir- the first half of the OVA is beautiful because it's like super idealistic nerdy date. Yep. You've got the taxi driver who's looking suspiciously at these two like, "Oh, what are these guys up to? They're building a computer." <laughs> The only way this could get more perfect is if, you know, we could actually play, but then you'd have to leave and I don't want you to leave. I brought my laptop. And then like six hours later, six hours later, they're like, oh, wow, that was great. The the getting so distracted by the handsome person in front of you, you start overfilling the teacup and then you get the wall pin. Yep. The covered on with the bed. I'm so glad I made the bed. Wait, this is not what to think about right now. <laughs> and then, and then the icing on that, you know, that, that half episode, that mini, that, that first chunk of the OVA, the fact that they slide into the hot springs trope of so many anime and then just pull a complete U-turn. Yep. But that's for a different story. That's, that's a story for a different time. Like, well, like- and we. We had the Hot Springs episode. It was in the background of that scene. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, Lily was actually reacting. Yeah. Like there was like certain stills you could see that she like kind of like reacting. Yeah, you did get the Lily uh, fan service, which I guess was a thing that people were needing. Um, I mean, I was fine with her just being adorable in RPG outfits, but you know, oh, no, I'm glad. No. I was saying like she was like actually. No, I know. Okay. Um, I'm, but, I'm just yeah, saying that, that, that... like you did get the fan service of Lily being in a bikini, so. Well, did you? I, I'm trying to remember if it was the cover for the OVA disc or not, but it's Lily and Catgirl in lingerie. Oh, okay. And it's like, um, it, what are we, what is, are we doing here, MMO junkie? <laughs> and it's like, okay, okay I, I guess that's a thing you could go with. It's completely misleading for the OVA, which is fantastic. I mean, that's something that they play with, and I love them for it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> And so then we move into the, the, the beautiful, fantastic, scrumptious treat that is the second half of the OPA. Yes. All right. So before we get into the, the ridiculousness of this, Carrie, you and I had a discussion earlier in this season about this show and how I really wanted to believe that it is two men being married. And yes, it'll be a yaoi thing where one of them is obviously the female in the relationship, and that's fine. But it, in my head, it is still a male and a male in a, in a married relationship in Japan, maybe married overseas or anything like that. And you said something along the lines of, well, gender stereotypes are still really strong in anime. Mm-hmm. I present to you 
Princess Sakura. <laughs> and in the bikini itself. Oh, before we get there, that that's towards the end. Let, let's let's build up to it. Why am I being charmed by my own character? <laughs> oh my god, she fought. She yeah, she's falling in love with uh, freaking Hayashi. <laughs> like, and then she sees Lily, and is just like, oh, oh, and, and Kabe the- is still a a store worker. <laughs> Well, it's it's the same convenience store. It's just medieval fantasy Kausen. And he's yeah. still moving boxes around, and then he gets tagged as the uh, traveling yeah. merchant. How is Kambe the leader, and I'm still the worker? That, that, that's the thing. is The fourth wall awareness. Yes. Oh, sorry. I, I interrupted you, Carrie. I'm so sorry. I was literally saying the same thing. It's like Kanbe is the is the shop owner here employing his player. It's so ridiculously amazing. Like, and I freaking love everything to do with this episode. <laughs> like, and, and I love how they brought the convenience store, the Kausen. Yep. Into the. Yeah, still Kausen, just medieval. Yeah, high medieval fantasy, fantasy Kausen. With the giant gotcha box in it. Ah, uh, the Gachapon machine. <laughs> yes, bring the Gachapon. Like, I love Gachapon so much. So it's glad, my weakness. So glad I did not get the first prize. <laughs> that, that outfit she did get was freaking adorable and not yeah. only was it adorable it was tasteful yes and it was also a very subtle design nod to both the uh saber from fate's day yep slash everything else and a little bit of urza from fairy tale yes yeah okay i saw saber Well, with like the, the the badass breastplate, but still a skirt with the full floof, and oh, okay. the, sword, the sword was kind of similar. Mm-hmm. But it was it was like a fusion of those two designs, and it was like this works. Yeah, yeah, it was really really nice, very well done. Yeah, she gets so let's step back just a, a moment, just like what happened. She gets into the game. I mean, she's literally in the game because she falls asleep at her keyboard. Yes. She falls asleep at the keyboard and she starts dreaming that she's in the game. Not as her character, as herself. And she's wearing level three socks that are ineffective against the cold. (laughs) (laughs) The antique sweatshirt level five. Oh, man. And she gets a quest. Save the princess Sakurai. Sakura. 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 Oh, it's Sakura. Okay. Princess Sakura. From... The Demon King Koiwai. Demon King Koiwai. Demon King Koiwai. This person. I was having way too much fun with this. <laughs> it's Koiwai said. Why wouldn't he do it? Wow, this is a, a big uh, promotion from uh, Salaryman. <laughs> it's Demon King. Again, <laughs> the fourth wall breaking of a dream sequence. Yes. And they have. Sakura in a Princess Peach cosplay. Yes. <laughs> that was beautiful. And it's not like, and it's not female Sakura. It's not like a gender bent Sakura. It is just. It's literally just him in the Sakura dress. In a dress. And a little cow- crown. <laughs> and I saw Princess Sakura and I'm like, 
now I really just want those two to be married. Like just a man and a man being married, being the relationship there. And I'm like, oh, it's because uh, obviously now they're poking at gender norma- normal, normal nativity. Take a drink. drink. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the Raul screw something up drink. <laughs> and then they finally get there. And oh my God. But I said that you had to wear the bikini to to, to defeat me. You didn't say who had to wear the bikini. <laughs> I am simultaneously glad and disappointed that they didn't show just a tiny bit more of that. Like I would obviously didn't want to see the whole thing. Oh, I did. <laughs> I wanted give to us a little that. bit of it. I did like the I did like that they censored it with a glow. Yes. And it is also worth pointing out that men in drag is also a trope in Japan. I know. I know. But this was not like this did not feel as a man and drag thing. This is oh the uh, the four guards, <laughs> the four heavenly kings. The Shiteno. There's always a Shiteno in every epic thing ever. And I love that not only is Kawaii's character one of them, but she AFKs. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that she she just like. Yeah. What's happening? She AFK'd. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They don't realize. Did she freeze? Is that a spell someone cast? Oh, well, let's keep going. But no, it's just that character staying true to that character. And yeah, Koi Wai Koi Wai does. It just goes AFK, usually to harass Sakurai. And then come I'm back. <laughs> Where'd they go? And I just love that Why the party is like, eh, me? and walks around him. Her. Yeah, him, her, them. <laughs> that. Oh my god! And then he's they they save the day, and then she wakes up. Actually, well, that's the funny thing. That's the best part is they save the day, and Sakurai wakes up. Yeah, it's oh. like, and he does like this. <laughs> so it's like, whose dream was it? Were they having the same dream? Are they that connected? Was it Sakurai dreaming that Morimori fell asleep and got in the game to rescue him? It's like, it raises questions, and it's a freaking hilarious OVA episode. And yeah, it's... and we get none of them. We don't you get no answers because this is an OVA. Nobody matters. Nothing matters. <laughs> And that, 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 that's the great thing is he wakes up, he does a, okay, I'm not in a bikini. I really need to stop playing so much MMO. <laughs> Roll credits. Done. Yeah, we're up. And that, then that is the end of MMO Junkie. But that's okay. Yeah. Like, really, that is so okay. Because yeah. while it was sad to, to know that the series was only going to be 10 episodes, and then we eventually got the surprise that we were actually going to get the OVA episode, because apparently Crunchyroll was involved in the production of this series. Yeah, like, I didn't... Surprise! Right? But, like, even though it was only 10 episodes, even though, you know, there was stuff we would have liked to see, you know, stuff they could have added to pad it out, they didn't. They told a concise, fantastic, heartwarming, beautiful story. And I'm good with that. So it could have been a 12-episode uh, standard season. It could have, yes, but it didn't need to. It didn't need to, but I mean, I, I actually kind of disagree it, with you it, on that it, one. It, it would have added more stuff uh, that uh, it didn't need. Given how this show moved to be like started off as a 
uh, as a ensemble show, like you could have gotten more about the backstories of the characters other than just a passing, Hey, this person does this and then move on. Um, and it could have did, it could have been a little bit more, you know, showing the guild since, you know, this is a thing that matters to Morioka. And while everything could be, in, is from Morioka's POV, like it is slash Sakurai's, it, these people still matter to them and could have gotten more than just a quick snap of uh, Kanbei being snarky. I have both two minds of this because on one hand, I agree. And I would have liked to have gotten to see the other guild members like in their own lives and seeing more yeah, like about them as people. But at the same time, part of me likes that we didn't. We only ever see some of these people as their online avatars, but they are no less important to Sakurai and Mori Mori because of it. They are every bit as much of real friends, even though we never see their actual faces. Yeah, especially uh, Kambe. It, it just it just kind of irritated me that they gave uh, not even just Kambe because that's obviously a third person in the group and that needed to be introduced into real life. But of all things, Catgirl, like they give Catgirl a face and a backstory, and that never pays off for anything, and nobody else gets anything. That's just it's kind of irritating to me. If you're gonna if you're gonna highlight one. Kind of do it to everybody. Yeah, give every like because I really would have loved to have seen like a couple, like even just a minute of Pocotaro's and Himarelda's home. Yeah, you know, show them. Regardless of how it's structured, let us see the happy married couple gaming together. Exactly, and that's kind of what I'm at. Just and I think as a standard twelve episode season, or even eleven episodes, and one of them just being, hey, this is what everybody else is doing in their real life and then episode 12 being the ova since that probably was always in the uh books you know have it 11 episodes and one of them is what the other half are doing mm, yeah i mean it could be that G give us the uh give us the summer internships episode and that's all we needed <laughs> guild member guide in crunchy exactly. roll you can you can uh, send the send the royalty check to uh, right. cjageek-io.net. Exactly. Um, th that's that's literally my only thing is more so uh, more so not just hey, you know, everybody I want to see this. It's just like they focused on one person and never and it would have been a different story if they had a payoff. Catgirl's crush on Kambe never had a payoff. Nothing, and that's just it's a little irritating to me when shows do that. Because it's kind of an American television hand wavy thing that I don't like. Understandable, and like, like I said, I can I can certainly sympathize with that that frustration, but it's not like it removes a large enough chunk of enjoyment from the series. Yeah, I, for I, me to I, really sin it, so to speak. I, it's definitely a sin, but I agree with you. Yeah, it doesn't like it doesn't ruin anything for me. It's, it is definitely a sin, just not that massive of one. When the rest of this, when, and I kind of always say this, you know, it's it's a sin, yes, but it's something stating I just want more of this. <laughs> it doesn't need to be blown out and stretched and like have filler episodes, two episodes in, fucking black all over, um, but just something, something to help focus on the fact that this guild is a family. Yeah, like it, it, it would have been nice if, like the 
the, the quote unquote final episode had been, you know, an epilogue type of deal. Not not so much like flashing forward to the happy ever after for Morioka and Sakurai, but like the guild deciding, hey, let's all meet for lunch somewhere that's equidistant for us if we can. Yeah, like you know, the, something like that. Instead of the instead of the hot springs episode, give us the Tokyo dining episode that happens in a bunch of anime. You know, like give give us a cute little scene where college girl and uh, Kanbe-san's player can actually like sit across from a table for one another and maybe hint that you know. The, the never going to happen MMO junkie season two that follows their building relationship. Right. The, oh. yeah. The, uh, and even more blinding uh, blushing between those two. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder uh, if, uh, if Fujimoto ever got his job that he interviewed for. I don't know. <laughs> like they put all these things out there and never paid any of them off. What the hell? Well, here, here's the thing. Since Crunchyroll was involved in the production, and this is something I know from experience, there is a small chance they could still do a second season. Because, again, going to my roots of loving the giant robots, um, back in the day we had The Big O. Yep. The Big O ended. Cartoon Network was like, guys, this was a smash fucking success. We need to make a second season and capitalize on this. And what a shock, Big O season two happened. Even yeah. though Big O, the first season, had what you know was a pretty concise ending, they still managed to get an entire second season out of it that was just as good, if even more confusing than the first season. <laughs> Big O had plenty of that in it. Ah, oh, but it's so good. I disagree on that one. I uh, think Big Minikyo's o, solid Big o, lore make more sense than, than yeah, Big O. Yeah, Big O, it, it lost me. And once a show, I mean, like, Fully Cooley didn't lose me as much as Big O did. And uh, it's probably just because Fully Cooley is just designed to be insanity. Um, oh, just, but there is some beautiful story under there if you're uh, looking for it. Oh, yes, absolutely. And I cannot, I'm so stoked that season, speaking of, season two and season three got picked up uh, because Cartoon Network's like, hey, we have pe- we have thousands of people almost every day saying they want more of this. Give us more of it. <laughs> the, 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 thing, the thing that really cinched it for me, because it was one of those things where this is a franchise that I love to death. I mean, I've got a little plush Conti sitting right over here. I'm not going to reach out and grab it because it's going to knock 5 million things over doing it. But I freaking love this series. Every year, Justin and I get together and we marathon it start to finish. It's a, it's a tradition for us. It has been since I moved down here. And the, when, when they announced season two, we had one single unifying thought. They need to get the pillows. They need to get the pillows. They need to get the pillows. The pillows are going to be doing the music for season two and three. Done. Yep. Done. Uh, I'm in. Let's right. see what you've got. Bring it on. Yeah, because I mean, they like. There's not really like. There's there's a bar there for Fooly Cooly, but there's not like a story bar there. They just need to make it just as insane as insane as the season one. Um, and then I'll be fully one thousand percent happy with that one. Fully. Fully. It'll be very cooly. You know what else is cooly? Uh, a character in Dragon Ball. He's the brother of Freezer. Um, he turns into He's a pretty chill guy, he, but not chilled. That's a different character. Yeah, that's their that's their ancestor. <laughs> uh, 
uh, he turns into a, a, a millions of him with the big spaghetti star. You know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> but the big getty star allowed me to cheat death. <laughs> but the big getty star allowed me to cheat death. But the big getty star allowed me to cheat death. Just think, oh, kick me in the dick. <laughs> wow, Vegeta, I can't believe all one hundred of them kicked you in the dick. <laughs> It's somehow he's able to pop out, pop out kids. <laughs> hey man, Saiyan blood. Yep, Saiyan testicles, unbreakable. Well, when you stop and think about it, the whole thing with the Saiyan race is they get stronger every time they're defeated. <laughs> so every time his testicles get kicked in, they just come back stronger and more full of sperm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm just Final saying... <laughs> Raul and I are just checked out of this conversation. <laughs> <Did you> know... <laughs> I mean, didn't Vegeta at one point get his spine pretty much Batman? Yeah, he's pretty much. okay. Yeah, he's cool. Everything's fine. Uh, but episodes one nineteen and one twenty of Dragon Ball Super were a thing. And holy crap! You remember how much I ranted and raved and glorified episodes one hundred and eighteen, correct? Yeah, uh-huh. with with the with the uh, deletion of universe. Two and six, and you actually felt a reason, felt emotion, and uh, by Piccolo, nobody cares. By uh, Universe Four, nobody cares. That's episode nineteen. One nineteen. Yeah, Piccolo goes like in such a lame a way. Chump, like a fucking chump. Why? Because Super has really weird writing team where some of them like get like okay episode 118 was written by the same dude who wrote uh the ultra instinct episode the first ultra instinct episode so dude knows how to write good powerful scripts this dude is the one who wrote the arale episode and yes 119 pissed me off enough that i went and looked up the the animators and the writing staff for this episode <laughs> I can't oh believe they God. treated dad like that. They took dad out like a chump. Like he he, he got kicked out by a bug. Literally. Not only, not only that, like or the previous episode, Gohan and him fighting side by side. Piccolo Father and son. Kameha Meha. Wait a minute. Piccolo actually acknowledging him as, you know, stronger than him and as a person who can stand on his own two feet. And not even few, not even like five minutes in, Piccolo is literally holding Gohan like a baby. Because yes, he's saving him from elimination. However, it's still the fact that he is holding him like a baby. And it's it's Aye. frustrating. And then five minutes later, Piccolo's like, oh, I'm gonna take out this guy. And then, oh no, I didn't take out this guy. Oh no, he knocked me out. And, and then okay. He was sensing energy, yes. But he has excellent hearing. Why did right? he not hear this thing scurrying around, jumping from everywhere? Because I think the writing staff forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> Why did they have to write Piccolo out of the, the tournament? I mean, Like a chump. It's not necessarily that he that he went out. I would have been okay with that. And I knew, obviously, he's going to have to be. But he went out like a chump. And that angers me so much. I mean, I wouldn't Ugh. mind if um, 18 would, would have gotten knocked out. I think they're going to do something with 18, 17 and 18. Um, 
I think they're gonna. I think some fusion shenanigans are gonna be happening here soon. They're gonna combine. They're gonna combine. They're gonna combine. Gutsai. Oh no, that's episode one twenty. Yeah, it is. Uh, one nineteen is a piece of hot garbage, you guys. Let's. I don't. It was. It was garbage, and nobody cared about Universe Four, and nobody cared when they got deleted. Yeah, uh, I mean, the people the... of Universe Four cared. Well, that's nice. And then they didn't because now they, they don't exist. Well, they they got a destruction. At least... The kind of destruction of Universe 4 was just like going out like such a bitch. Like, no, I don't want to go. No. Like a rat. He went out like a rat. No, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. It was the only time that I was happy to see that reused animation of a universe being deleted. Um, and it's not because it's a villain you like to hate. It's just because nobody cares in their wasted space. Well, I mean, they're gone until... Team Z wins the tournament and wishes everybody back. Yeah, exactly. Universe 7 is going to win this and we'll wish everybody back. It is inevitable. Um, but episode 120 is after that. And now we have the focus on Universe 3, which has robots. <laughs> I need to go watch this episode. Um, so, like, at the beginning of the arc, the main robot, the leader robot, got knocked out. And it was kind of like, okay, whatever. This is going to be the fate of Universe 3. And then, like, Kale comes in um, and Khalifa come in and just, like, base form, kick away the resisting, pe the remaining people uh, right before they transform into Cauliflower. Um, and then, like, this episode happens and everybody's kind of, and pretty much all across the Dragon Ball Super community, they're like, yep, this is it's going to be another episode 119 where... They're going to go out like chumps and nobody's going to care. And then realizing that it was pretty much the plan all along for the main robot to be eliminated early because now he can direct the battlefield and he directs the battlefield gloriously. <laughs> Calculated. Um, and the, it, 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 the one thing that kind of irritated me on this one is the angel needing to translate for the audience instead of just like, even, I could, <laughs> yeah, I could have dealt with weird babble fishing, uh, but like it was, it was just kind of irritating because he's talking to the Supreme Kai in the show and Universe Three Supreme Kai, uh, which I showed Josh as I in now in my head canon is one of his characters in my home D and D game. Um, like he obviously knows what all is going on here. It's kind of insinuated that he built them, or at least he gave the the doctor the knowledge to build them. Um, so like they're going around and getting pretty well owned by uh base level Gohan because Gohan's like, Hey, um, dad, uncle Vegeta, I've uh, fought androids before <laughs> you guys probably should be saving your energy. Um, I'll take on these guys. And then eight to and they're, and they're like, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Hitting towards, I really think we're going to need another Vegito in this arc. Um, I think Ultra Instinct Vegito is what's going to take out Jiren, but that's just me. Um, but then what's Frieza hanging around? Is, is exactly. Just... That is the thing that Frieza is purposely avoiding all conflict at this point. Um, He's letting everyone else wear themselves out. Yeah, but for what gains is Universe 7? Like, he's not even doing anything with Universe 7 outside of helping Goku out because he has a he had a blood debt to him. And also, you're useful, monkey. Um it's it's Frieza. I'm sure they're playing the long con. This is the guy who 
absolutely real estate and planets absolutely uh, but i i honestly think we're gonna uh, i would like to see um gogeta like not just doing the patara but like actually giving us the fusion dance of uh of goku and vegeta because we haven't seen that in super um does uh vegeta know the dance yeah they did it yeah. before yeah that's how we got gogeta no we got gogeta in uh, gt but he was there when goku was teaching goten and trunks the dance okay well, because the first time we see Gogeta is in the Fusion Reborn. Yeah, oh yeah, that's true, which is not canon, and then you see him become canon in GT. Um, but didn't they scrape quote, GT? Quote, can, quote, technically, right now, it is still canon until Super does its inevitable um, time jump past Z, uh, which most everybody's like, yeah, they're going to they're gonna do Oob, and then they're going to jump forward, and then it's going to be completely different... Uh, it's going to be GT, but good, hopefully. Because for the most part, Super's been pretty good. Um, but at the end of episode 120, um, we get uh, the three remaining robots combining, Voltroning up, and uh, kind of kicking Gohan's trash. Like, <laughs> it takes both Blue, uh, Goku, and Vegeta, and Ultimate Gohan to even knock him off of his feet. And he's still in the match. And and in the more previews, than the sum of the parts, uh, two thousand one hundred ninety-eight percent of their parts. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the oh, next episode, parts. what it showed is like the doctor's gonna fuse with them as well, or something. Yeah, they're they're going Janemba. Like it looks like fucking Janemba, and I can't wait. Uh, but also speaking of seventeen and eighteen, uh, the other person of uh, Universe Three, he has ultimate defense. And uh, his horse. his plan is uh, his plan is to wear out his opponents, except when they're androids seventeen and eighteen with an ultimate with an infinite energy engine. That's <laughs> right, I forgot about him. And they just sit there and like pew pew him off, like just giving them the littlest like key blasts. But when you're doing the littlest key blasts millions of times over, eventually the dude's just gonna wear off. Yeah, he's like, wait, I'm just waiting for my moment. I'm waiting for my moment to shine. I'm waiting and, for it, and it and, never and, comes. And I love like seventeen and eighteen going back when they're together in this in this arc. They're going back to how they acted in Z, and like before uh, they put a baby in her, like every woman in Dragon Ball, like she plays, she's catty, she plays with her opponents until they just they, until they just can't anymore, and then they're just like, "Yep, you're gone." <laughs> 18 just casually kicks him off the edge and it's just it's amazing watching these two in their z glory and making them realize making you realize hey yeah these are the reasons why you like these characters why 17 and 18 are still around even though 18 got a baby put in her somehow <laughs> hey man the equipment was still there yeah uh as proven with uh, even with 17 having a wife and kids now how many so, cases he have like two or three i think he said two and defending an entire island from poachers, which they, they left Goten and Trunks in charge. Yes. That <laughs> that is are, they're going to come back to a petting zoo. Yep. I, I am waiting for that. <laughs> and I, I, I want like one of the T-Rexes there not to have a tail anymore. Yep. Like, we, we got, got hungry. hungry. Yes. Yeah, the old the old Dragon Ball, like Goku chopping off the tail of one of the, drag of the Tyrannosauruses. Wait, and no, no, that was... 
Z. That was Gohan. Oh, yeah. Gohan's like chasing the uh, T-Rex and just slicing another steak off of its tail. Yep. Uh, yeah, I kind of want, yeah, exactly. Like Goten or even Gotenks to do that because that seems like something they would recklessly use Gotenks for. <laughs> they just like being Gotenks, I think. They do. And yeah, it. Uh, though it's still widely underused. Like there's no reason why Trunks and Gotenks should still be jokes. Um, because they're annoying as fuck there's no reason for it though like goten was created because toriyama was like i'm never gonna bring back goku but people like goku so here's little goku um and then the writing staff's like you need to bring back goku and he's like i have no idea what to do with this kid anymore because he was gonna be little goku so now he's an idiot Mm -hmm. but there's no reason for it anymore. Like they could have grown up and they didn't like, they haven't at all. And it's ridiculous. Like maybe if that time jump happens, we'll see some nice development from them. Maybe. And like, I do kind of just want to see teen go tanks. Like that seems like something, something that would be real rad to see. And it's really interesting to think about how that would turn out because go tanks already seems to be older. Yeah. Like he's animated to be, older and like the uh, supers kind of hand wavy with their forms like i i can see because uh, because marketing uh super saiyan blue teenage go tanks what happened with the hair color the same thing happens with it with being old uh, super saiyan just would be just blue which is kind of a waste if it you stop is. To think about it like it he's got that awesome dual colored hair work with it yeah do like a neon pink super 90s explosion we can't have pink super saiyans because that's goku black's shtick and i'm pretty sure if anybody went rose that they would be freaking the fuck out no No. not not rose i'm talking neon fucking barbie pink 80s neon pink (laughs) that's fair though i'm fairly sure everybody has already forgotten about uh goku black because it is never mentioned again writers clearly did i yeah i don't that whole block oh my god no like it's never referenced there's no negative effects of it like nothing and like goku and vegeta sees zamas in like current day zamas for universe 10 they don't even like acknowledge his existence wait zamas yeah zamas the supreme kai of universe 10 the old guy yeah yeah, they see him, and nobody cares. Like, you would think seeing Zamas, like, almost literally eradicate everything and literally eradicate a future, you would think that Vegeta and Goku yeah, would see him. this guy out before he does anything yeah, terrible. Would, like, jump at this guy to try and murder him before he, exactly, before he turns evil and absorbs Goku. Like, or even worse, Jiren. Like... But we're no. gonna get a big reveal that the Goku Black arc and the whole Zamasu everything was just a new VR addition to the hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> they didn't cover this in VR trading. It's, it's the the hyperbolic time chamber is now the hollow deck. <laughs> and I, they kind of do that. I mean, it's, it it is the standard Dragon Ball thing. Like that's the reason why nobody talks about Raditz. That's you know. Like, it, it's a thing. That's right. We can grow raditzes. Nobody talks about Nappa. Like, no. He's not being a producer. 
the biggest his sin, name for Hollywood. The biggest sin nobody talks about a pool. <laughs> um, or even like Ginyu, who pops up like, "Hi guys, remember I'm a joke," and then never referenced again. <laughs> I, I I still want a universe where the Ginyu Force is the heroes of justice. I honestly thought that they thought that that's where they were going for with um with the Pride Troopers, uh, Universe Eleven stuff. Nope. I, I like that. That's what I wanted out of Universe Eleven, which was them to be the the Ginyu Force, like or them be like, yeah, we used to be known as the Ginyu Force, but then our leader left us, and that's when Jiren showed up. <laughs> but yeah, but no. just, just just give me good guy, competent Ginyu Force. Yeah, I don't. I doubt that'll happen because Toriyama forgets things. <laughs> well, he's kind of been doing this for a while. Yeah, he has. And like even now, like everybody like he has right. He, he writes parts of every episode or at least they certainly ask him questions when they're writing episodes. And sometimes I think he's just like, I don't remember. I How much pot did Toriyama smoke in the 80s and 90s? Like, he can't remember anything that he wrote. I mean, it really depends. Was this before or after lunch? Mm, that was a failure of the launch right there. Uh, which is the one of the like that's the reason why I love Moscow X's uh, the voice of Goku on TFS um, Dragon Ball Z abridged. Like he does a what if week, and like his biggest thing is what if Raditz turned turned good, and he just turned blue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this baby up. It's um, time to wrap this mother up. It yep. is. You can email a show by emailing us geekioshow gmail.com. Just put anime in the subject line. Uh, all of our social media everywhere is, is slash geekioshow. Uh, you can give us a call on our geek hotline 727-489-4335. That is 727-489-geek. And once again, thank you to the amazingly talented Jonathan Young for letting me butcher his attack on Titan cover for our intro. Anything else before we head out to pasture? I'm still really looking forward to Darling and the Franks. Seven Deadly Sins. Trigger giant robots. Seven Deadly Sins. I need to finish it in season two of, of Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, it's an OVA, um, quote unquote, season two. It builds off of season one. I doubt we'll get any payoff in it in season two because uh reasons that i can't say just like carrie and justin have to uh dance around things that they can't say in shokugeki no soma i can't say a bunch of things about seven deadly sins oh my god okay all right guys we'll see you next time bye-bye because it's shonen bullshit This has been a Geekio Media Network production. Copyright 2017. Oh no, he's gonna Kiko Ho! <laughs> Power levels are bullshit. Kiko, how you doing, Cell? Is it Tian Chan? Please be Tian Chan. This hate boner trio that you guys have going for each other is fantastic.